back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show. Final hour of today's program. Trent and I every Monday through Friday from noon until 2 talking sports with you. We are packed in this hour. Chris Monter momentarily. Blake Bolden. We are going to do some uh, quick hit on the uh, United States track and field championships that are uh, taking place in our backyard down at the Blue Oval uh, starting tomorrow going through Sunday. So we'll preview that with Blake Bolden and then Bill Bender from the Sporting News as we get ever so close to college. Well, we're still a ways away. We're a ways away. Yeah, I know, but allow me to say that, would you? Yeah. Um, we get closer to college football. Bill Bender will join us, but we're real close to the NBA draft. In fact, Trent, it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Chris Monter's covered this darn thing for a long, long time. He's back with us for one final look. Chris, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Chris Monter, how are you? Do you have a pretty good handle of what you think we're going to see tomorrow night? Yeah, I still think there are some questions, Mark, about what's going to happen tomorrow night. First of all, great to be with you guys as well, but uh, a lot of intrigue, maybe not about the first pick. It seems more and more likely that DeAndre Ayton out of Arizona will be the number one overall pick with Phoenix. But the big question is, what does Sacramento do with that number two pick? And it's the Kings who well, seemingly always find a way to screw it up. Why is Ayton the clear-cut number one? Why why is it become almost clear-cut that, that there isn't anybody else there, that he is the guy? Well, I think you look at him as a player who's seven foot seven, one, two hundred sixty pounds, dominant player on the glass, outstanding uh, shot blocker, but can step out and shoot the outside shot as well. Will he be able to shoot the NBA three? You know, I think that's something he continues to work on. But he's a very was a pretty good uh, college three point shooter. I think that's something he can expand on his game as the game becomes more of a perimeter dominated game. But I think he is a big man in a league that's kind of lacking for big men. My question mark with a lot of teams is. Everybody wants to out-warrior the Warriors, which I think is hard to do when you got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant. So maybe you need to do things a little bit differently. Maybe not go back to you know old-style basketball. Obviously, the three-point shots here to stay for a while. But you know, I, I think having a dominating big man like Aiton could be a, a great addition for a team like Phoenix, who has some good young talent, but maybe needs that one extra player. To go along with Devin Booker, I think, is emerging as one of the top young players in the league. Yeah, I agree with you there. You know, speaking of big men, uh, Mo Bamba, one year at Texas, um, he was – Memphis has the number four overall pick, and that's right where apparently Bamba is going to be, you know, four, five, six, somewhere in that range. He refused to work out for the Grizzlies. He's made it known he doesn't want to be a Grizzly. If you're the Grizzlies – do you listen to the player at that point, knowing that you've got the number four overall pick, that if we do say to heck with what he says, we're going to draft him because we have that right to do so, or do you stay away knowing that he doesn't want to be there? Well, I definitely think you have to do your research as much as possible, find out why he doesn't want to be there. Memphis, you know, to be honest, has been a fairly good team. Obviously, last year they struggled with injuries to Mike Conley and Marcus Owen weren't the team that they have been in the past, but I still think they're a team that has – uh, outstanding talent. They have a new head coach who's going to hopefully work better with Marcus Old than the previous head coach. So I think that's something that uh, they also need to fix. But again, I think this is a, a situation you need to do your research, unfortunately, because I think you have to look at Memphis as a, a city that's you know supported basketball, good basketball. Uh, but again, if you really think he's the best player, that's the player you need to take. You can always work a way to make him happy there. Maybe once he gets there, he learns 
to like the city, or worst case, you take him and you maybe find somebody who really wants to trade up uh, to get him. So I wouldn't let that really be a big factor in whether or not I took a player or not. Chris Monterdadging, uh the police in Minneapolis. Downtown. I know, really. <laughs> come up I was downtown at the Lexington for the uh, Timberwolves, getting a lot of big scoops from Tom Thibodeau, who's really loose with his lips. Yeah, so I'm you bad. can always get tons of information from him. So. Well, what do you feel like the T-Wolves are going to do? Finally break through after the 13-year absence and, and get in the playoffs, promptly bounce quickly by the Rockets. But what direction are they heading? What would you like to see the Timberwolves do with their first-round pick? Well, I'd like to see them keep the pick. There's a, been a lot of rumors actually lately that they might package a bad contract. Gorgie Jang mm-hmm. makes about $14 million. That was a contract I really didn't think made a lot of sense when they did it. A couple of years ago, you might recall the NBA teams decided to spend all this money on good or sometimes not even very good players. You know, you look at, you know, the Lakers, obviously, with Luol Dang giving him, I think, fifty more four million over three years. You look at Moskov, who got that monster contract, and now they want to trade Gorgie Jang, and there's talk that they might even be willing to give up that eighth overall pick and Jang just to kind of get rid of that contract. I don't like those deals. I think the Wolves are a young team. Uh, still, obviously, when you have Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns and some other players, but I think they need to make moves to make themselves better. And by getting rid of a player, uh, I don't know if that really helps you as much as you'd like to think. So I'd like to see them keep the pick. Obviously, they can explore some other trade options, maybe get a veteran-type player. I'd be willing to do that. But basically, just to dump a salary just to get rid of that, I'm not real, not real crazy of if I'm a basketball fan. Uh, Chris Montier is our guest. Chris, what are you hearing from teams regarding Michael Porter and his medical issues? Mr. For the most part, his entire uh, freshman, his only season at Missouri. There's a lot of teams that, uh, from what we read, and of course you got to take it with a grain of salt this close to the draft, that just won't, apparently won't even consider him uh, with, the, with their pick uh, early in the lottery. What are you hearing on Porter? Well, you're right. The one thing you have to realize with the draft is like 90% of the stuff you really can't believe or maybe just agents, players, even teams just kind of throwing out bad information. The fact that he's not working out at all, you know, would be a concern, especially when you only play one game during the regular season and then he played the last two games uh, of the ball season. So that would be a big question mark to me. But I think, you know, again, the question is, does he really have an injury? That's why he's not working out. Or does he have a promise to a team to say in the top seven or eight? that if he doesn't work out for other teams, you know, we'll draft you. So that's the big question mark. But you're right. You look at it, you're playing an 82-game schedule, which is basically <clears throat> three or four games a week for the next six months. If you can't stay healthy in a college season, how are you going to stay healthy in the NBA season? Those back injuries always are a big concern to me as a fan. You know, you always wonder about those, especially when a player so young. So definitely a big risk, but again, it could be a high reward. Here's a player who was considered the top player in that high school class until Marvin Bagley Jr. reclassified. Many people thought he'd be a number one or possibly, worst case, number two pick in this year's draft. So I definitely think he's a player that you have to consider, and especially if you can get him, say, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, you're probably getting a player who could be a potential steal with that kind of pick. With that, uh, the other guy and maybe the great unknown here at the top is Luka Doncic, and you can only find out so much watching YouTube clips and, and highlights from the EuroLeague. When you watch him play, when you've watched him and gone through, what kind of player is he going to be? How does it translate his game to the way the NBA's played today? Well, I think the European League, you know, a lot of fans don't know much about it because they don't get to see it, but to me it's probably the second-best league in the world, right behind the NBA. 
most of the teams are better than what you're going to see in college basketball. So I think he's a player who's played, you know, five, six years professionally, even though he's still so young. So I'm not really worried about that. Can do a lot of things. A very versatile player on the court. Obviously led his team to the European Championship. Uh, had some good games. Had a 20-point game. Last night didn't have a great game in terms of scoring, but, you know, had eight rebounds, had some nice assists, had some nice plays that way. And looks like now he's going to maybe be at the draft. Originally the thought was he wouldn't be at the draft tomorrow night, but sounds like he's going to be there now. The question is, is Sacramento, a team that hasn't made the playoffs for 12 straight years, but has Vladi Divac as their general manager and then also has uh, uh, Stoyakovic is now kind of a rising executive. Those are two of the best foreign-born players to ever play in the league. Does that maybe make them look at him a little bit maybe differently than other teams, or do they maybe take a Marvin Bagley Jr., who they maybe consider maybe a little bit more of a sure thing? The question is, if you pass on uh, a player like Doncic, you know, is that something you're going to regret down the line? Mm. Two or three minutes left here with you, Chris. Uh, does Grayson Allen go in the first round? I think maybe late first, worst case, early second round. I think obviously teams are still going to be a little bit concerned about sometimes his behavior. If you draft a player in the second round, usually it's not always a fully guaranteed deal. If you draft a player in the first round, he's guaranteed for three years. So maybe a team looks at him as a player you can get in the second round. And if you have any concerns, you know, you can send, show him the door pretty easily. You're not really at much financial risk. So I think he's a player who goes in the second round. Maybe he needs to go to maybe a veteran team or a veteran coach who can work with him. Obviously, he's got great talent. He's a much more athletic player than I think people give, uh, give him credit for. Obviously, he shoot the, shoot the three, and then a league that, you know, the three-point shot is such a big part of the game, you know, could be a very good player in the NBA. But, again, maybe he has to go to the right situation. It maybe does become a second-round pick just because of some question marks that he has around him. Last one from me and a, a local kid for you up there. Ended up at Duke, Gary Trent Jr. Mm. Looks to be a second-round pick. Still a lot of upside, though, and Gary, could he be one of those guys, you know, we're looking back in five, six, seven, eight years and saying, boy, how did Gary Trent go in the second round? Do you see that out of him? Yeah, definitely can shoot the ball. You know, he used to be a little bit better on the defensive end. Uh, obviously, he comes from a, a basketball family. His father, Gary Trent, played at Minnesota, played for Portland and a couple of other NBA teams, so he knows how to play the game. I've seen Gary Trent Jr., you know, probably for like the last eight, ten years of my life, seeing him at gyms working out with this guy and by himself, very talented player, really nice kid as well. Uh, but again, because it's such a deep draft, and this is one of the things I like about this draft, it's a very deep draft. You have a lot of young players, and you have a lot of players with size, especially early in the draft, and that's something that you don't always find. But you're right, probably goes in the second round. I ran out to his uh, high school coach the other day, and he said that Miami calls them a lot, which is weird because Miami doesn't really have a pick. Mm. So that makes you think that maybe Miami might be a team that would maybe try to acquire a second-round pick. But you're right. I think more than likely he goes somewhere in that second round. We have 45 seconds left. If a GM came to you and said, talk me out of taking Trey Young in the top 10, what would you say? I still would look at him. I mean, obviously he struggled the second half of the season, but he led the country in scoring and assists. And then when you get the NBA, you're not going to have to do all the things he had to do at Oklahoma. He had to kind of carry that team. So I wouldn't be as worried about that second half of the season. I saw a lot of the AU kid, high school player, and I think he'll be fine. Needs to get stronger, obviously, but like we said, the NBA is becoming more and more of a perimeter game, and I definitely think he can step in. But you're right, there's a lot of talk that maybe two other point guards might actually even go ahead of him now, although I've seen on some mock drafts maybe going as high as three. I think that's a little too high for him, but I still think he'll be fine once he gets to the NBA. Thank you, Chris Monter. Appreciate what you did for us this year and then going back all over the years. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. 
great talking to you guys as well. Have a great day. Good to talk to you, Chris Monter, as we talk draft on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced golfer, practice makes you, well, can make you perfect. Willow Creek Golf Course is a great place to do just that. Their driving range is open and ready for you to get just a little better. There's lots of room, grass tees, and even a practice green. Call for more information at 515-285-4558 or visit willowgolf.com. That's willowgolf.com. Willow Creek Golf Course on Southeast Willow Creek. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Terrace Hills Golf Course is home to the four-and-a-half-hour guarantee. Are you tired of playing golf courses that don't care about speed of play? Then make a tee time at the beautiful Terrace Hills Golf Course weekdays before 2 p.m. and weekends and holidays before noon, and they guarantee you'll complete your 18-hole round of golf in four-and-a-half hours or less, or your next green fee is free. Terrace Hills Golf Course. Make your tee time now by calling 515-967-2932 for Terrace Hills Golf Course in Altoona. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. 
Casey's General Stores throughout Iowa will help raise funds for Special Olympics Iowa during the month of June. In partnership with Coca-Cola, stores will sell $1 pinups with proceeds being donated to Special Olympics Iowa. Special Olympic athletes and law enforcement volunteers will also be featured on the 44-ounce fountain drink cups throughout the month in stores. Nearly 15,000 athletes in Iowa will benefit from this fundraiser. This year, both Special Olympics and Casey's are celebrating their 50th anniversaries. Stop by your local Casey's today and make a donation to make a difference in the life of a Special Olympic athlete. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. All right, welcome back. Thanks to Chris Monches. We took a look at tomorrow's NBA draft still to come. Bill Bender, Sporting News. He's a busy guy. Uh, we'll catch up college football-wise as we get closer and closer. Well, Trent, as you know, there's a huge event in our fine city starting mm-hmm. uh, here tomorrow, running right through Sunday, the United States Open Track and field championships are here. Blake Bolden is the Drake Relays director, also a member of the local Des Moines organizing committee. He joins us to talk about this massive four-day event. And uh, Des Moines is going to get some television time this week. And not only uh, in the in the U.S. here, Trent, but uh, around the world potentially. Blake, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, how are you? I'm doing great, Ken. You know, Ken, Trent, thanks a lot for having me on. It's, it's a pleasure joining you on the show this afternoon. You know, I uh, t- took a moment here. I'm at the stadium to step into the press box. Uh, since since 9 a.m. this morning, we've seen athletes from across the country, you know, doing their final preparations, putting on their spikes, you know, shaking out that travel. It's been fun to see American record holders, Olympic champions, uh, you know, just walking in and out of Drake Stadium like it's, uh, you know, it's a familiar place to many of these folks. Uh, that, that's outstanding. You know, and I want to get into some of those in a second. You know, I mentioned the TV, and we want people to come to this event. We want to, you know, to for Drake Stadium to be as packed as it possibly can be and look as best as it possibly can uh, once the cameras pan the stadium. Um Saturday and Sunday are going to be a major TV presence. Yes, this is going to be on NBC, etc. But you know, track and field is so popular around the world uh, that uh, it's going to get some worldwide coverage, no doubt. That's right. And you know, uh, around the world, Des Moines is known as a track town. You know, in the U.S., it's it's comparable to a few uh, you know a few others compare with Drake Stadium and the city of Des Moines with with our passion and energy for track and field. The Drake Relays, obviously, for more than a century, have stood as uh, one of the world's leading track and field events. The Iowa High School State Championship is the most 
well-attended state meet, so it's the biggest as far as attendance uh, in the country every year. So we know that there's a passion for it. Uh, the trick here is this isn't an event that's on the typical calendar for sports fans or track fans in Iowa. You know, of course, baseball, softball, so many other things going on in, in life right now. And here in Des Moines this weekend, you know, the iCubs are in town, uh, Arts Fest. So these athletes, coaches, and out-of-town visitors have been really impressed with everything that Des Moines has going on. But we hope that those sports fans come out and celebrate these athletes. You know, we truly, uh, Team USA is the world's best track and field team. And we have about three-fourths of the Olympic team from mm-hmm. Rio here in Des Moines right now. Uh, and many of them here at the track, as I speak, uh, doing their warm-ups. So, you know, when we have 70 Olympians from Rio, uh, and, and these athletes are all beginning their preparations for 2020 in the Tokyo Olympics. And so not only do we have those kind of tried-and-true veterans here to, to show where they are in their training, but in many cases we have uh, collegians. So, if, you know, if you're a Hawkeye fan, a Cyclone fan, a Panther fan, uh, each of those schools will have their information on their website about their athletes competing, their, their athletic department. Because we're expecting a dozen of those athletes from our, our state institutions in town currently representing. So, you know, those, uh, you know, representing those schools, those future stars in the sport, certainly with local ties, will be right alongside uh, 14 American record holders, two world record holders, 14 medalists from the Rio Games. And so if you want to see track and field at its finest, there's no better place in the world in 2018 to see it. Great collection of athletes coming here, Blake, and want to get a couple of names. Give us some uh, track names that will stand out with track people will hear and say, i got to make my way to the Blue Oval and see them in person in action this weekend. Yeah, well, if, if, you, if you follow sports in Iowa, you know that girl, high school girls track and field is extraordinary. We saw it in Sydney Maloney this year, and there's a rich history of that uh, in the state of Iowa, particularly in the middle and long distances. And this weekend is no different. We're, you know, a, a young lady from Sioux City, Iowa, Shelby Houlihan, she's a five-time U.S. champion. This weekend, and she was an Olympian uh, in Rio, an Olympic finalist in the 5,000 meters. This weekend, she's coming to try uh, and, and do something very few people can do is win two events at the U.S. championships. She's competing in the 1,500, and in that event, She's going to be going against a very familiar name here at Des Moines. She's from Webster City, Iowa. She's a six-time Drake Relays champion. In April, she set an American record for two miles here on the Blue Oval as Jenny Simpson. So we'll see. You know, if this is this this storyline is already getting international attention. That it's Shelby Houlihan and Jenny Simpson going head to head in the fifteen hundred uh, at Drake Stadium. And oh, by the way, they're both Iowa natives. So that's really special that we would see, you know, two uh, of the top five or top ten athletes in the world in the same event both have Iowa ties. And what makes that even more fun is Shelby's going to turn around and try to win the 5K as well, so 5,000 meters. And there she's going to hurt one of her biggest challengers will be Carissa Schweitzer from Dowling Catholic High School. You know, she just won the NCAA championship. So 
truly three of the biggest stars in the sport in the world right now all have Iowa ties, and they're all going head-to-head this weekend. Hmm. Uh, but really, it's not just women's distance and, and athletes with Iowa ties that, that really need to bring the crowds out. You know, the men's shot put, Ryan Krauser, you know, he, he's got a little fan base here in that he came and he won the direct relays. But more than that, he came in January and helped us promote track and field in Des Moines by, by uh, participating in a slam dunk competition out of Drake basketball game. This guy, he's six foot eight, 310 pounds, and can get his elbows to the rim. That's how high he can jump. You know, to be over 300 pounds, you know, he has the speed, the power, the agility to be in the NFL. Instead, he's the Olympic record holder in the shot put. Uh, so it's, it'll be a special uh, a competition where he's going against, uh, you know, so he's the Olympic champion, Olympic record holder. He's going head-to-head uh, with the silver medalist from the Rio Olympics as well. So, and, and then, of course, you know, not to overlook in the women's pole ball, we had Sandy Morris take a nice attempt at an American record here at the Drake Relay. She narrowly missed it. Well, she'll be a favorite this weekend, certainly with her eyes on an American record here at Drake Stadium. She did set the Drake Stadium record in April. And on the men's side in the pole vault, Sam Kendricks did the same thing. He set a Drake Stadium record. So two freshly minted state Drake Stadium records are, are, I don't know if they're likely to fall, but certainly can fall. And, and will be exciting to see these athletes, uh, you know, chase, chase those marks here uh, as, as the uh, meet gets going. Mm. Well, Kendricks, uh, Morris, and Krauser, those three that you just mentioned, all medalists at the most recent Olympic Games in Rio. Uh, last thing for you, um, ticket-wise, um, people still uh, may not have their tickets, want more information, Blake. How do they get tickets for this world-class event in our backyard this weekend? Yeah, thanks for asking that, because you know we, we don't anticipate uh, a sellout like we've seen at the last 53 Drake Relays. And like we talked about in large part, it's because of that that schedule is just unique uh, at this time of year, but that whole meet schedule, so you can find out when Shelby uh, is running or when uh, Ryan is throwing, any of those kind of things, that, uh, and the ticket information as well, all available at DrakeTix, that's T-I-X, dot com slash USATF. So the meet schedule, ticket sales, uh, and, and it's just going to be a great weekend, and of course, it's uh, really exciting to see it coming here to my hometown. Indeed. Blake, great stuff. Uh, best of luck on the event. Um, thanks for coming on and, and sharing some insights. Quite a lineup this weekend. Thank you, Blake Bolden. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, you know considering track and field uh, newsworthy. It's definitely the, the most the number one participated sport in the world, and uh, we want to continue to build that fan base here at one. Happy to help. Thanks, Blake. Yep, good to talk to you. Uh, Blake Bolden is uh, U.S. Track and Field Championships starting tomorrow, going through Sunday. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Bill Bender, our final guest in the program. Bill, coming up next with the sporting news. Lots to catch up to with uh, with uh, Bill. Well, we continue here. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I till 2, 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com 
where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Niggett. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins, south of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. It doesn't get much better than a great day on the golf course. Family-owned River Valley Golf Course is a par 72, 18-hole public golf course along the beautiful Raccoon River Valley. With twilight specials every day after 4 p.m., frequent player programs, a clubhouse available for parties, and much more. River Valley is just minutes west of the Des Moines-Waukee area. Learn more at rivervalleygolf.com. That's rivervalleygolf.com. River Valley, your golf course. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for $28.95 and get a $10 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Protect your engine from sludge and wear with Mobile One full synthetic motor oil at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At the Home Depot, we're pouring more into paint. And right now, we're giving more to pros. For one week only, all Pro Extra members receive 25% off all Bear Pro and PPG Ultra High paint. Savings like that, you can take to the bank. Literally. Unbelievable quality. Unbeatable prices. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Offer valid June 18th through the 24th. Must enter Pro Extra phone number at checkout for discount. See store for details. The United States Track and Field Outdoor Championships are returning to Des Moines June 21st through the 24th. Over 1,000 of the best track and field athletes from across the country will compete at the historic Blue Oval at Drake Stadium. Get in on the action. Purchase tickets at draketicks.com slash USATF and find volunteer opportunities at catchdesmoines.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. 
And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. All right, welcome back as uh, we continue on. Final segment. Again, thanks to Blake Bolden, U.S. Track and Field Championships in Des Moines all weekend long. Bill Bender, Sporting News, uh, going to wrap things up before we uh, discuss what Trent and Jimmy B have coming up on their fine afternoon show from 4 until 6. Bill Bender and the family were at Progressive Field last night. Trent Condon Ooh. watched a little ball game. I was rooting for the White Sox. Well, you're a Twins fan. Of course yes, you were. Yes, yes. Uh, didn't happen, though, no. did it, Bill Bender? No, no, no. That was, uh, you know, the Indians haven't played particularly well this season for a first-place team, but I thought Mike Clevenger was pretty dominant last night. They're, they're going to win the Central. I, I, I don't I hate to break it to you guys, but uh, <laughs> they'll win the Central. I don't know if they've got the arsenal, though, to challenge the rest of the AL field that's going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, there's some heavy heads in there, no doubt about it, including two of them in the uh, American League East and, of course, the defending world champions in the West. going to be a, a fun race. Well, Bill, does it feel to you as we you know now move into the 20s in the month of June, uh, media days are you know virtually a month away, does it feel like it's finally getting close? The magazines, for the most part, are out. You seemingly are pumping out more content now than uh, even uh, in the um, you know the past weeks. You're busy. All the guys that do what you do for a living are ratcheting up. Is it getting close? Does it feel like we're upon it, Bill? Oh, yeah. yeah um, certainly. It's one of those deals where, I mean, media days are here. <laughs> They're coming. They'll be here in a month. And I think once that happens, I kind of look at it like, well, camp will be right around the corner, and then we'll be playing on September 1st. But, yeah, the goal for us is to give a lot of people a lot of content, not just a through while they're sitting on the beach or whatever, but we want, we want to create some debates, create some conversations. And I had fun putting out that piece this week about the unpopular opinions. Um, <laughs> but although some of them were probably, I think, pretty standard. Bill, you know, speaking of that and, and summertime, it's in season, you have so much going on. There's always a story that you can write about. Is there something that you do every summer that, that's your favorite, the one that you enjoy the most working on for College Football Preview? Um, I mean, I, I like doing the bull projections personally mm. because it just gives me a feel of, you know, some of those matchups could be, and then you, uh, you get yelled at about them and that's <laughs> fine, but just kind of looking at, you know, the, the predictions, because I do like predicting the races or trying to see things, you know, because you uncover some things in your research along the way that you forget about, um, you know, but, but in terms of that, it's a lot of fun to do. I, I'll give you an example. I think. Utah, I was just kind of doing our coach rankings, and I forgot, you know, kind of look at Kyle Whittingham's career winning percentage, and he's one example, and you're like, wow, that's way higher than I thought it would be. And if you find five or six of those things, it helps you out for the next season. 
Uh, Bill Bender, Sporting News, is our guest. Bill, one of the lists that uh, that you put out, the top September games in um, ranking college football's best September games 2018. One game that uh, appears on there, both of these schools have left the Big 12 now. Obviously, Colorado in the pack and Nebraska, we know that they're in the Big 10 West and they're going to collide on September the 8th. When Oklahoma and Nebraska went away, that was kind of the Big 8 and then into the Big 12's kind of game that they that they put on that Black Friday that never really gained the traction, maybe with the exception of the residents in Colorado, because I was a Colorado resident in the early 90s. I saw that game, I want to say, in 94 at Nebraska when Colorado was so good. Nebraska uh, upset them that day. That's one of these games. I'm kind of glad these two schools are playing again. That was number 10 on your list. Oh, absolutely. That's a game. I mean, if Colorado... Part of that is Colorado hasn't been as relevant nationally. I know they went to the Pac-12 championship game two years ago, but in general, I mean, I'm old enough to remember Marion Hagen and, and Tommy Frazier and the games that those guys played, the, the, like you said, the Black Friday game. It was huge. I, I would say that, that one registered nationally. To me, actually, I, I would put it this way. To me, Colorado and Nebraska was kind of bigger than Nebraska-Oklahoma because in the 90s, Nebraska-Oklahoma wasn't as – it was big, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I think that was more of a 70s and 80s game. Bill, to the Big Ten, and I, I feel like I have a good handle on Ohio State, Wisconsin-Iowa here in the West, Michigan, Michigan State. I'm still struggling with Penn State. I'm, I'm still struggling. Is this going to be – more an 8-4 and four kind of year, or are they really going to be up there 11-1 competing for the Big Ten East? When you look at them, Trace McSorley obviously back, Saquon Barkley off to the NFL. Those are the headliners, but what are your thoughts on this Penn State team and good enough to compete for another division title? Yeah, they're, they're kind of the trend. You, you just said it. I, I think the hard part with them is you know what they lost, but you know they have a lot of talent. You know they get Michigan State and Ohio State at home in Wisconsin for that matter. So they're going to, I mean, if you're a Penn State season ticket holder, this is the year to have them. Um, and James Franklin's done a nice job. But one thing, though, and again, that's a stat I kind of dug up in the coach ranks. He hasn't beat Michigan State, Ohio State, or Michigan on the road yet in four years. And uh, they got to play at Michigan this year. I think that's a big game. But when you're dealing with a conference with five legitimate playoff contenders off the bat, in Iowa, I would say, Iowa and Northwestern kind of on the fringe because Iowa has a big game with Wisconsin early. Mm-hmm. Let's say just for a minute, and I'm not you know pandering. If Iowa beats Wisconsin, the the Big Ten West will be up for grabs all season to me. Yeah, I'm with you, Bill. And uh, you know we're going to see a couple of Big Ten West teams right off the bat here on opening night. This is one of these games that you know people. I, I don't think maybe they realize that yes, Thursday opening night of college football, you're going to find something to watch. But but here's a Big Ten tilt that's got some. Uh, meaning to it with Purdue, and I like this Purdue team, and I know you mentioned uh, what Prom is doing there. Prom is doing uh, at Purdue. Northwestern's always, you know, uh, with Fitz is always going to, you know, be a contender. At least that's been the case over the last few years. Northwestern Purdue on opening night, sneaky good. Oh, that's a real good game. Yeah, I'm excited because that's, again, another tone setter game for the division. Northwestern's won 10 games last year. You know they, you know what Pat Fitzgerald does. He's elevated that program. But I think Brahms also elevated Purdue into a little more than just you know, last two years ago. They were in the basement and one of the most embarrassing teams in college football in one year. Then play an exciting brand of football, throwing around. I think the best thing Jeff Brom does is work with quarterbacks, and that'll continue. So 
I mean, that's a really fun opener and a really risky opener for both of those coaches to take that one. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Speaking of openers, we get Notre Dame-Michigan in week one. That is going to be uh, incredibly fun to see that one and, and under the lights. But Notre Dame, the kind of you look around the preseason, you know, top 25s, they're in that 12 to 20 range somewhere in there, maybe a 9-3 and three type of year. What's it going to change? Winbush, he needs to fix that, that passing that, that he has, certainly. Can Notre Dame, though, compete at the highest level with the schedule that they have? And if they get by week one, can we see the return of the Irish this year? Well, I mean, compete, yes. Break through, that's the question. Uh, they won 10 games last year. and They had a dominating running attack. And I'll tell you this, though, the problem with being Notre Dame is you – Nobody, you other than maybe the LSU, I bet you can't tell me who else they beat last year, whereas everybody knows they lost to Georgia by one, they got drilled by Miami, and they lost to Stanford. Brian Kelly really has a thankless job. Hmm. That game, I don't think the loser's eliminated, but I do think loser fan base is going to be in meltdown mode the following Sunday because both do have high hopes. If Michigan goes in there and wins at Notre Dame, the hype, the hardball hype will be back. We all know. And if Notre Dame loses, Brian Kelly's seat will be hot. I think those is that game almost means more for the losing fan base than the winner, which is that how that game goes every September when they used to play it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, switching over to the Big Twelve and, and particular focusing on non-con games in the uh, in the Big Twelve. Look, Will Greer is going to get he's getting a lot of Heisman buzz, rightly so already. Uh, why wouldn't he? Uh, and they'll face Jeremy Pruitt and Tennessee, and it's a neutral site game. Uh, with with huge ramifications right off the bat. I mean, Greer's going to have to play well to get his uh, Heisman uh, campaign, if you will, off to a jump start. Pruitt wants to show that he's the right guy to turn this Vols program around. Is that the best non-conference game in the Big 12? No, I, I think uh, that that is. It's one of the best. I, I think TCU-Ohio State will be the game that I really zero in on because we have TCU ranked a low, little lower than everybody else. Um, that's not a knock on Gary Patterson or that team. I just think most people would pick Ohio State in that situation. But the game you mentioned, I don't want to gloss over that because I think that's a huge game for both teams. Again, Tennessee, new coach, fresh start, playing in Charlotte against that high-flying Will Greer offense. West Virginia's got some high hopes. They consider themselves a spoiler in the Big 12. And I think, again, that's another game. That's what's so great about the first weekend when you get, like, programs with the rabid fan bases and somebody has to lose that the better story is typically you know which team loses but i wouldn't be as worried about tennessee if they lose that game i'd be more worried about west virginia another big one in the big 12 texas usc for the second consecutive year that one two programs we know about the national cachet but but waiting for that breakthrough moment it's early for both those coaching staffs, no, not as early for Clay Helton. What are your expectations, not only for that one, but but those two teams, the big national brands in USC and Texas? Well, I think that'll be a fun game. Uh, you know, I looked this way, again, I hate to keep dropping these magnets on you guys, but USC hasn't lost at home the last two years, which I found quite interesting. So maybe Clay Helton's been a little underappreciated. Of course, they're on the road here, and that stat will help them. But I think it's a chance to, you know, flex that brand after the Pac-12 had a horrible bull season, one and eight, and uh, they were part of that last time they were in Texas. They lost to Ohio State. Uh, Texas is that team, though. You know, I, I'm probably – you guys know this from talking to me through the years. I love Tom Herman. Mm-hmm. think he's really going to bring them back, and that's bearing out in recruiting. They might need another cycle. But I'll tell you this. The fact that they didn't go chase Joe Burrow – 
tells me that they're confident in their quarterback situation, and that will be the key offense for the Longhorns this year. Oh, Central Florida, such a remarkable year last year, unbeaten. Of course, national championship, at least to them. Um, we know where Scott Frost is. We know where Heupel is this year. What what kind of year do you expect from Central Florida? I mean, it, 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 it can't get any better, I don't think. But are they the group of five buster again this year, do you think? I, I, I have them the highest ranked group of five team. I is think. Boise State the other one, maybe? Boise State would be my other one. Those are the two that, that are, or Memphis maybe, if okay. Memphis really, because I like what Mark, Mike Norvell does there. Um, we'll see. I think if they beat North Carolina and Pitt and FAU and, and they continue to win and push this thing to November, the three of us are going to have some real creative t- discussions <laughs> about the college football playoff when those first mm-hmm. rankings drop, which I'm looking forward to, by the way. So um, I think their best bet is to just keep winning. You know, try to go undefeated the second time, force the issue that way, see if the impossible can happen. But they do have a good quarterback in McKenzie Milton. Sure I, I just wonder what is the difference from losing Scott Frost to Josh Heupel? How will that translate? And with first coaches, that can be unpredictable. It's uh, always entertaining. Who is the next buzz coach? Scott Frost was the guy this past season. Mm, is, there, question, Trent. is there a mid-major coach out there that you have your eye on that is going to be the apple of everybody's eye come November? I think a couple. I can give you a couple. I like Neil Brown at Troy. I thought he would have been a good fit for some of the SEC schools. I mean, obviously, they're not afraid of anybody, and that showed over the last few years. I think up our way, um, Jason Candle, and he's another one off that Mount Union tree. Yep. And Matt Campbell fell off that Mount Union tree, and he hasn't done so bad, has he? Um, and I've been waiting for this to happen for years, selfishly, because I know how good Mount Union's been in Division Three. So I think Jason Candles, he for a bigger and better job. in Toledo, I'm hoping they don't win the MAC because I'm an Ohio grad, but I think Toledo's really good. Can Northern Illinois win the MAC? They open against Iowa. That's why I asked you that question. We'll let's get you out of here on that. No, Kerry's a good coach too. I mean, they they can win that division. Um, Northern Illinois, Toledo, Ohio, they'll all be in the mix this year. I mean, Akron obviously has played well. Um, you got to watch those Tuesday night games, though. Can't <laughs> it's, wait. Uh, it's, that's unpredictable, too, because there were some upsets on the weekday games. And it's that getting the, the you know, what, the, the views and the people watching the games versus uncomfortable scheduling for football coaches. It's a tough thing that the Mac has been able to you know, negotiate so far. Uh, I ask you this because you're based in Ohio. What's the LeBron buzz, if any? Oh, I've been texting my buddies. All We've been arguing all about it. I, I honestly believe it's either Cleveland or the Lakers. I, I think everybody else, I just, I'm seeing through it. I remember last time telling you guys that the Lakers doesn't, doesn't make sense, but if they get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, that makes a lot more sense. It certainly does. Yeah. Bill Bender, Sporting News. Bill, thank you. We'll talk to you probably next week. It's get, we're, we're at that point. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks yeah, a lot. Good to talk to you. Bill Bender, Sporting News. As we uh, get through the guest list in a busy 1 o'clock hour, we've got to move some things around there, Trent Condon. Well, um, you and Jimmy B today. Mm-hmm. For, you know what I forgot to ask yesterday I meant to? And I hate to put the boys of the Hawkeye huddle on the spot, but yep. they're planning on coming back, right? As far as I know, all systems go and... Well, last year, very transitional year. Yes, it was. For both of us. Right. And, um, and for the huddle. And for the huddle. So now we have a little bit more time to plan. I think it was right That's before the first That's a good hour, Trent. It's, it's a lot. of They do a great job. Mm-hmm. Very much a fan perspective. Been on the air for years. I think this will be year 14. That's great. 
for them. And, uh, yeah, that's the plan. They'll be in here Tuesdays. Them, of course, Creighton and Ridge. From 5 until 6 o'clock, talking Hawks and, and always having fun. Good stuff. By the way, all of our guests, as you know, appear on the Dr. Stephen Fuller Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Two locations, 2822 East 29th and 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Well, last night was so much fun, as we said. We're flipping back and forth between the Cubs and the Dodgers was outstanding. So were your twins, Trent. kind of wish Bar- uh, Barrios would have got uh, the W, but, yeah. um, you know, he certainly pitched well enough. I, I thought Molitor came and got him at the absolute perfect time, got out of that inning, kind of a hair on fire, but uh, managed to get through, and then the offense really got going. That was a fun game last night. Now it's Lance Lynn tonight, it's David Price tonight. Is it raining tonight, or will they play? Have you looked? I haven't looked up there, no. I haven't got to that yet, but uh, this Lance Lynn's been so much better the last month. Yeah, April was bad. He was a disaster, yeah. and, and deep into May, but I think last five starts he's been really good, and uh, we'll see. David Price... He, he's been really good at times this year, and then mm-hmm. reverts back to what we've seen kind of lately out of him. So he's he's a difficult one to get a read on. They got a game. Seriously, going into the series, that's all he's hoping for. Yeah. When you're taking you on wanna, the Red you Sox, take a, you get at least one. get a game. Don't get swept. Mm-hmm. Now it's house money. Keep yeah. rolling out there. And is tomorrow a get, getaway game? I think it is. I think it's a day game tomorrow. I want to say it is. Twins schedule. What is what, yes. 21? 12 10 First pitch right as we take the air. Perfect. Yeah, without well, a workforce, right? Yes. Um, how about that throw from center field last night? Did was you see that in a hose the, in from the, That was unbelievable. Uh, did Trent, Bremer, he had no chance did to Did about fell out of the chair. I know he did. By the way, Jack Morris last night? Yeah. I liked it. I was, Better. I was, maybe it's just that I wasn't, I don't know, maybe I hadn't heard him all this year and it yeah. was been Blylevin. And, and Morris, when they were in Detroit, I thought, eh. Last night I was I was into the telecast last night I was in the game last night so that didn't my uh, that didn't hurt things uh, but yeah watching Jackie Bradley he had no business no who did he cut down Grossman yeah yep who had just hit the triple right 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 and cleared the bases and yep. he stat left on third that was um, that was an unbelievable throw seen a lot of great ones Vlad Guerrero is always the guy that always yeah. jumps to my mind right. for the hose and right field but from center field mm-hmm. they they had the stat cast did you see the stat I cast did. of it two hundred ninety feet. On a line, yeah. just an absolute rope, perfect spot. I'm glad that uh, Molitor challenged it because it gave us more opportunities <laughs> right, to watch right. it uh, again as they came to their uh, decision that uh, indeed they did. The call on the field was right. That was fun. Unbelievable fun night of baseball last night. That uh, Dodgers, I know you were busy yesterday afternoon, so mm-hmm. probably didn't get to see the end of the first game no. as we talked about with Cappy and talked about early in the show. Baseball was really good last night. Is it asking too much to be really good again tonight? Because I'm all in. Well, if you don't get anything out of Red Sox Twins, there's Seattle Yankees. Yeah, maybe? that's that's a big game. But isn't that? I thought that was a day game. No, six o'clock. Oh, good. Six o'clock. So right away yeah. at six o'clock hour. Now that's normally dinner time for a lot of people, not for you. No, ten o'clock for me. Nine thirty, ten. Straight crack, to bed. <laughs> you, you, you crack me up. You absolutely crack me up. Milwaukee Pittsburgh. Eh. Milwaukee Cardinals this weekend is fun. Yes. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe we're downplaying that Milwaukee Pittsburgh game tonight. Because I mean, there's at, nothing late night tonight, no. so might be early to bed for once for me. We'll see. 
No, you'll find something. I always do. Um, you'll find something. What are you and Jimmy B going to find to entertain the folks on the way home today from 4 to 6? Jimmy B and TC have what lined up? Rob Howell will be joining us in the 4 o'clock hour. A lot of Hawkeye talk with him from Hawkeye Nation. We'll talk some Big 12 football with Pete Mundo from Heartland College Sports, who's back here in the Heartland. You used to hear him doing updates on CBS Sports Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is now working down in Kansas City, hosting a morning show down there. Is he really? Yeah, news show. Uh, down in Kansas City. So talk a little what bit about his move. What, what are the Can't remember offhand of what okay. it is. I'll, uh, we'll ask Pete about that and talk some Big 12 football with him. And also Scott Miller, who got a shout-out ah. from Dick Bremer uh, last night yeah. as he is in Minnesota. Oh, is he? Okay. He's up there. I don't know what story he's working on, but we'll talk about Scott a little bit and making his way back to a place that he used to reside when he wrote for the Pioneer Press. St. Paul Pioneer Press. Ago. Yeah, so many of them have moved around. That's good stuff, Trent. That game, that pl- throw by Jackie Bradley last night, that one will stick with you as yep. far as the, I think it's one of the plays of the year. It really is. Uh, we will be back tomorrow at noon. We appreciate you being here with us. Uh, we're going to do Iowa. We're going to do Iowa State tomorrow. There's some NFL tomorrow, maybe some Cardinals as well. Trent and I, every Monday through Friday from noon until 2, we appreciate you being here with us. I appreciate the Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. That's where you hear all of our guests. You'll hear us tomorrow starting at noon on 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Niggett. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins, south of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. 
Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Earnings vary based on your effort. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Des Moines? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Stan Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Des Moines area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Des Moines is a perfect market for my system, and next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, text your five-digit zip code to 82000. Seating is extremely limited, so text your five-digit zip code to 82000. Text in the next 10 minutes, and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals Guide. Just text your zip code to 82000. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from Unmet Expectations... We overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Casey's General Stores throughout Iowa will help raise funds for Special Olympics Iowa during the month of June. In partnership with Coca-Cola, stores will sell $1 pinups with proceeds being donated to Special Olympics Iowa. Special Olympic athletes and law enforcement volunteers will also be featured on the 44-ounce fountain drink cups throughout the month in stores. Nearly 15,000 athletes in Iowa will benefit from this fundraiser. This year, both Special Olympics and K-12 